This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg on WHMP. Welcome to Talk the Talk. I'm Bill Newman. And I'm Buzz Eisenberg. And we have with us the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, Max Page. I'm wondering if we could have Max's walk-up music. What do you think, Dan Torres, for the new year? There we go. Thank you, Dan. And thank you, Max Page, for joining us. Is that really music? It's music to my ears. Music to yours ears. You know, it's like that old the book that was uh, popular when we were, in, I think, high school or college. Is military uh, military law is to law as military music is to music. It's, it's that, Ooh, it's that sort like of thing. That. I haven't heard that, but I like that. No, I like the thumping, 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 and here's Max. Yeah. <laughs> so Max Page, with all of that introduction, uh, I don't know how you can live up to this kind of billing, but uh, you were at, at, at a meeting last night where a really important. Uh, and disturbing incident was described that happened just recently in the western part of the state. For those of uh, those of our listeners who have not been privy to the story, who have not heard about it yes, yet, tell us what happened, and then we'll get to your reaction and what the MTA is doing. Yeah, so I, um, I went out to one of our locals of, of the Massachusetts Teachers Association out in Great Barrington, where there's been, yeah, there was a very disturbing event where essentially the police came into a school on a complaint and so far anonymous although the, the name is known to the to the uh the police and and you know requested and then was granted access to the school to find a certain book gender queer which is of course um a absolutely powerful book but it's become a focus of right-wing attacks all around the country it's named in presidential campaigns as a problem um, of our culture when in fact it's a totally valuable important book and we're looking for that book because it was deemed pornographic um, and so it was a disturbing case of where the police were literally uh, asking a teacher there you know where the book was to look at the find the book to look at it so there were which is really um, deeply problematic about having a chilling effect, um, you know, seeming um, the impact was felt threatening to the teacher who is, um, I will also say is, you know, is it was the head of the, the grace, the gay straight alliance in the school. So the, the, the these, all these charges are, you know, issues have been dropped. But it's having real ripple effects in the community in Great Barrington. So um, me and my vice president, Deb McCarthy, went out there to support the members um, in the in those schools. We were met at the W.E.B. Du Bois Middle School and heard really uh, an apology and sort of detailed explanation about next steps from uh, Peter Dillon, the superintendent. Well, this is both a... Uh, uh positive story in the sense that uh, I want to hear more about what the superintendent said and apologized for the police coming to the school, interrogating a teacher, demanding to see a book, uh, uh, intimating that there was an investigation, the DA was uh, involved or at least looking into into this for possible charges, uh, when there are no charges or possible at all. There was nothing illegal that happened here, nothing, 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 not even close. There was no reason for an investigation. There was no reason for the police to come because there was no crime. 
that was alleged. Um, it was just alleged it was a book that someone didn't like. Um, but I want to know more about the ripple effect, notwithstanding that there is no investigation, the DA's been clear, there's been an apology, and I'd like to know more details about what they said and what your members feel. Well, you know, it was very, I found it very moving because the members, of course, were, you know, and this has been going on now since um, since December, so um, there was been a lot of discussions and feelings, but but what was powerful for me was to see the members you know, upset about the sanctity of the school violated. You know, we don't just let, you know, anyone complain to the police and then the police come in. And the they were very protective of the teacher who has now been on a on a paid leave on her on her request. Um, but also wondering what the ripple effects will be for um, for all the students and especially marginalized students in that school feeling like this is not a you know, what we love about our schools is that they are often the safest places for our young people and for our educators. And so that was that was their real concern. And, you know, they were lots of lots of questions about why things happened. Why was we don't do that? We don't just say, come on in for any any reason to the police. And there was no there was no need for that. And I think the superintendent acknowledged that repeatedly and has um, and I think, frankly, the my understanding, although he was not there last night, is that the police chief as well has acknowledged this was this was a whole flawed, unnecessary event, but it has ripple effects now um, across the school. Of course, we hope that the, we want the teacher to come back and be supported. We want the, the students, um, especially, you know, um, marginalized students not to feel threatened or you know under a microscope or that the police are about to come in for any reason so that's that was the tone of it it was a very good meeting i think there is a lot of um belief in the in the superintendent but this was clearly very shaken by these actions my concern max is what the ripple effect of this may be across the state Uh, and i'm happy to hear more about what is happening in the school system where this happened But on one hand, you could say, okay, the object lesson here is don't do anything like this. You're going to end up violating rights. You're going to uh, uh, be in trouble should you do something like this. This is completely flawed. Never, never, ever do anything like this again, ever, anywhere. Or might groups be empowered to say, well, we could get the police to go to a school to search for a book. Um, Maybe we should try it in our neighborhood or in our school system. What do you think the effect, long-term effect and uh, statewide effect of this might be? Well, Bill, that's part of the reason that I drove 140 miles to be there for a meeting like this is I wanted the members to know that they are part of a uh, a network of 400 locals in in the MTA and that we have seen this in other places in different forms, efforts at book banning, um, efforts at getting um, educators in trouble, in trouble, quote unquote, for the things that they, you know, for legitimate, um, you know, education that they provide their students. So we wanted to show that, like, we're not going to stand for that. And they're connected to a much larger um, organization that will fight against this. We've had a number of places um, across the state, you know, I think in Ludlow and in other places in the South Coast, where there have been efforts at um, at book banning. And we have fought those back and we'll continue to fight them. So I think that's that's got to be the message is that each case is 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 has its own particularities, 
but the larger goal there, and there is this right-wing group, Monster Liberty, which is having its own problems at the moment, but there are other groups that want to attack. And I do think it is an undermining of public education more broadly. It has, it has particular right-wing um, goals around um, LGBTQ students and educators, but it also has a broader goal of undermining public education. And we should point out that there is a hearing on a bill in the Joint Committee on Education at the State House this coming Wednesday for a bill that will protect uh, libraries, uh, public libraries, and school libraries from uh, uh, requests or demands for books to be removed from shelves. So I think it is. Do you, you want to comment on that, Max? Well, yes. I mean that's certainly an important an important step and. Um, th there actually is a process by which someone, if they do have complaints, it, this school system has a process. A this form school, system, this school system does, and most school systems do. Correct, and this was not followed at all. So um, there is that process if necessary, but I think we need to, is, I think it's valuable to take the legislature to take a stand that we have to strengthen our protection of, of libraries and library materials. I, I will say, and maybe this is a bridge um, bill to discussion of the celebration of the Fair Share Amendment's one, anniversary, one year anniversary, but one of the things that the MTA has pushed for is reinvestment, using some of the millionaire's tax revenues to reinvest in libraries and librarians in our schools. One of the issues, this, I don't think this is particular to this situation, but we have lost, I can't remember the exact number, but it's well over 100 um, full-time librarians in our schools. Many schools no longer have a professional librarian, which is would be part of the, pers the person both to curate the books and education around them, but also to protect the idea of access for students to, to important educational materials. And that's something we think that we every school should have a professional librarian, and we have devastated the librarian ranks over the past decade or two. Yeah, I was surprised to read recently, or learn recently, that most schools, or majority of schools, actually don't even have a librarian. There's a person who's designated to That's act correct. in the capacity of librarian, but most schools don't have a librarian. I found that shocking. It is shocking because it, and it also deprofessionalizes what the idea of a librarian. A librarian is not a person who checks out books. A librarian who curates a whole collection, who guides students towards knowledge, towards research materials, towards the kind of books and other things um, that they need. It helps people understand how to use the internet in a wise way. I mean, these are just a few of the many, many things that professional librarians do. That, and, and I think it's been a disservice to us when we are seeing some of the impact not having someone who is kind of the the chief um, knowledge officer, I guess I would call him, um, at, at the heart of a school. That's what I always loved about my own public school in, in Am growing up in Amherst is at the very heart of the school, Wildwood School, where I went to and where my kids went, was the library. And there were professional librarians who had been there for many years, and they played an absolutely central role to the education there. Yeah, and I remember to this day when I was in grade school, elementary school, going to the library in our school, and the librarian said, oh, Bill, I have another book for you on baseball, or I have another book for you on sports. And she yeah. she was the person who made me love reading. Buzz? And I know personally from my one semester as a high school teacher, and also from my two decades as a community college uh, professor, 
uh, school librarians also teach study skills. They teach you how to study, how to accomplish what your homework assignment is, uh, your relationship to what you're reading. But I also, I don't want to leave this topic without pointing out that a bunch of parents created a website, which I've looked at and I encourage people to look at, called Berkshire's Against Book Banning. And they are encouraging, it's, a, it's an open forum. You can participate in a conversation about book banning in schools, but also they're encouraging people throughout the Commonwealth to create a similar website so that parents can have a voice in, uh, in opposition to uh, trying to ban knowledge. It's an yeah. extraordinary thing and it's very timely. The hearing next Wednesday at the legislature before the Joint Committee on Education is titled An Act Regarding Free Expression. It's Senate Bill 2528, Senate Bill 2528, and House Bill, it's the identical bill, H4229, and that hearing will take place again, the Joint Committee on Education Wednesday at the State House, and it is available online remotely, of course, as well. Max Page, we want to thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for protecting us, protecting all of our rights. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Buzz. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.